Welcome to another episode of Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. I am your host, Melissa Oatman from melissaoatman.com, and I am super excited about today's episode because I have with us today Dr. Tiffany Wen, who is a spiritual life coach and a pharmacist, quite a combination, and she is here today to talk to us about how to find more inner peace in our lives, and let me tell you, that is a topic that we can all relate to and that we probably all need to hear about. So I cannot wait to get started today. For those of you who are new to this show, welcome. Those who are returning, welcome back. So thank you so much for being here with us today, Tiffany. Thank you for having me on, Melissa. So I can't wait to get started hearing all about how we can create more inner peace in our lives. But before you get to that, how about if you just give us a little background about who you are and how you got here becoming a spiritual life coach and a pharmacist. That just sounds like so much. I'm so impressed by that. So I um, I am a full-time practicing pharmacist and uh, I also a spiritual life coach that I help people um, mostly type A personality, uh, high achiever mm-hmm. and a busy professional to reconnect with their own truth and uh, through, I, I do that by uh, decoding their thought patterns and tracing back all of their patterns. Um, so how did I get to that point? I guess is uh, I don't have any like uh, awakening, like uh, one thing happens and the next day I'm new and change. It's more gradual. Um, it's all started, I guess, when my journey really started when I uh, immigrated to the US uh, by myself when I was 16. And it was one of those dark night of the soul experience. It was pretty horrible. Uh, Would not recommend for anyone to move (laughs) across the globe by yourself. Um, And then, so during that time, it was more of the, uh, you know, I was was pretty young and uh, it was more of a survival mode. So I would just do whatever to, to cope with just the traumatic experience. It was very isolating and uh, I hated that. And uh, my one of my biggest fear was loneliness. So I was having that of food force. Um, so it took me a long time, more than a decade later, uh, when I moved to a different state, to sunny Florida, to pursue my doctorate degree in pharmacy. And uh, I was also engaged at that time. Um, so I got all the boxes checks, but I was not happy. I was quite miserable on the inside. And most of that is also stem from the confusion. And I cannot explain it to um, my family or friends because I don't know why I'm not happy. Yeah. Uh, I seem like I got it all together, but I don't. And um, it took a very honest conversation with one of my best friends and she was just mentioning that she wanted to have a relationship like mine and I would just look at her like uh, I don't know what you're talking about it wasn't that great (laughs) (laughs) and it was it was taking that honesty that my best friend kind of like look at me and I was open up and share that I hated myself and I did all this bad thing in the past and I'm waiting for karma to drop. So I feel like I have to do a lot of things to, to earn happiness. Mm-hmm. And by the time I feel like I achieve all my goals, I, I didn't feel it <laughs> to happiness. It was a bust. Um, 
And then that vulnerability, uh, luckily, she responded with her own vulnerability also. So she shared her own story, which is uh, surprisingly very similar. And um, even though she didn't have to immigrate to any, any new country, um, but it was very similar. And um, it take me quite a few, few more time after that um, just to realize that I was too harsh on myself. If our places are swapped between me and my best friend, I would never ever thought less of her. Um, so that all started, that that's really kickstart my inner journey, like the healing journey is all kickstart with self-forgiveness to really recognize that whatever um, my view of myself is kind of distorted and what I did in the past was more of a mistake and not who I am. So it's more of the disassociation of an action and who I am as a person. And so that's self-forgiveness and that started the healing journey. And then after that, I realized that um, I have this strength to, when I talk to people um, in very brutal, honest way, I, it was, it was quick for me, probably because I'm not involved in this situation. It was quite easier for me to trace back to see the pattern, to see where all of that come from and how they got to this place. And um, I was able to offer that kind of clarity. And from that clarity, that where inner peace come from, because we're not lost and we're not worrying about confusion. We're not really not sure what we're gonna do. You know, in those limbo states where we don't know what's going on, we don't know what to do, that make us very anxious and that make us have no peace. So even when the time is hard, and even when we are suffering, if we know what we're doing this for, uh, we know why, we know the reason, and we know what direction generally we're going in, then we have a peace of mind that we can you know, feel easier about. Yeah, that makes total sense. So I have to circle back and ask you, um, so what made you move to a completely new country on your own at 16 and I can only imagine what a scary and lonely time that must have been for you. Um, education it's actually very common for uh, people in I guess developing country to look for education in the developed nations like Northern Europe or America to have a higher education so to get a better life so that's very quite common. So I think when you talk about your best friend, you sitting down and, you know, she was admiring you wanting your life and you sat with her and she tells you about hers and you said, well, our stories were similar. I think that happens a lot. I think a lot of people think other people have it all together. Other people must know what they're doing. Why do they have all of the answers? And yet here I am suffering and I'm miserable and I don't really know how to get to what they have. And I think that's so interesting because a lot of people really, if you looked at what their lives were truly about, they probably aren't as happy as we think they are. Um, but how do you work with, with people and with women, I'm assuming um, more specifically in finding that inner happiness and peace? Um, I actually work with both. Uh, women are just more common because since 
uh, women are more in touch with our feeling and our emotions. Yeah. And we are also more intuitive. So it's just so much easier. Like women have kind of started out kind of more intuitive and kind of like more aware. So more advanced in that part. So that's why it's so much easier for women. Um, also, I have, you know, personal living experience as a woman. So it's just have understand so much of the struggle. So it's so much easier. Um, so I work by uh, tracing the pattern, starting with relationship. Um, so because we show in our career, we tend to have this professional role. So we don't um, tend to <laughs> exhibit all of our weird side out. But in our relationship, inevitably, we're going to show a lot of side of us, you know, when we're in bad mood or when we're sick or when we're not our best. Um, so that show a lot of part of us. And that show up with a lot of our behaviors, how we react to certain things and kind of crisis and challenges. Um, so I trace the patterns by relationship. So starting with the most intimate relationship, tracing the pattern, like why people do the way they do, um, why they think that way, tracing to their original thought, um, what makes they act that way, what makes they think that way. And then so it's expanded out to their family because we all develop that kind of belief somewhere. And usually it stems from childhood yeah. and environment. And uh, things happened quite early on in our life. And, um, and then uh, the ultimate goal is basically tracing back to our relationship with ourselves, how we view ourselves, how, um, how we view the world and what our wishes are and our strengths and weaknesses. Um, so that's the bulk of what I do. Very interesting. And so do you tend to see a, a certain pattern of thoughts in people that tends to keep them feeling lost or stuck where they are? Uh, yes. So a very common pattern that almost everybody had, including myself, was um, low self-worth. Like we, uh, we don't regard ourselves very highly. <laughs> we, uh, think to, we think we think ourselves very low. Uh, there's almost like very low self-esteem and also especially for women there are a lot of shame I think women have too many double standards in every single aspect of our life mm -hmm. so there's no way to please all kind of standard because it's double standard so by definition it's impossible to satisfy yeah. um, but then we take that kind of failure upon ourselves and we develop a lot of shames and guilt around it and um, so that's very common for women, for shame and guilt. Um, but for everybody out gender, both gender, suffer very severely of a low set of worth. Yeah. So how do you work with someone to help them if they have self-worth issues or if they have the issue of carrying a lot of shame with them? Um, so they have to, like, starting out to work with me, they need to have um, a certain level of self-awareness. Um, I cannot work with people who aren't very in touch with their emotion or are not open and ready to share and to actually do the work. Um, it's like, and also if someone that already um, actively in like a traumatic experience, like in the in crisis, um, they, I cannot work. They, they need like professional help, like therapists and counselors and help to get out of the safe 
to get out of a toxic situation yeah. first. Um, but once they kind of okay, uh, let's say a lot of people find me after their breakup or divorce. Um, so usually they kind of in pain and have those kind of uh, patterns. Uh, usually so go with a pattern. So most people don't know why they feel that way. They just feel like there's something wrong with them. But once we kind of trace back the pattern and kind of see the reason and uh, kind of like the development act, like their own story of how they came to be the way they are, then there is this relief of finding like, okay, um, it wasn't like something like innately wrong with them. It was something that happened and just the way we respond um, gave them this kind of feelings. Um, but that doesn't mean that it's true. It just means that that's what they think and what, you know, what their response was. And so they give them a choice, very empowering choice to choose differently, to see it differently. And of course, it's a choice that they have to make again and again and again. Um, but it's a practice, you know, it takes a while for them to be traumatic. So it's going to take a little some time to heal, you know, it's not going to be overnight. Absolutely. You're right. I mean, it does. You've been conditioned over a long time. So to change the pattern and it definitely, you can change it. It does take time and practice to do it continuously to become a habit. So working with inner peace, what would you say, um, what are some maybe tips that you could give anyone who's out there listening who just feels like with everything going on right now and how with the pandemic and everything we're facing every single day and they're maybe you're feeling very stressed out feeling very lost wanting to find inner peace to kind of heal that trauma that they're going through right now or inner conflict what are some tips maybe you could share with them um it depends on the situations, but the most uh, practical one that uh, I think everybody can be, uh, be helpful for everybody is to focus on the presence and focus on what they actually have and what they can actually do and then go forward with that. Um, they don't need to let out like what three months from now or the action step in the next year, what they're gonna do. Um, Sometimes it's just for today. Uh, sometimes it's just for the next hours or for the next day. And one of the things that I find very helpful, especially um, during this pandemic, a lot of people become very depressed and uh, there's lack of motivations and energy to actually do something. And then they feel guilty about it because they weren't productive and it would just become like a vicious cycle. Um, so the good thing is, uh, they can have time and the second like the most important thing is to focus on their very present like that very present moment uh, because you they should know like once you're depressed there are you know up and down of your emotion of your energy it's not gonna be like at the bottom a whole day 24 hours sometimes there's like an uplift sometimes they're like a surge and then then they just did and um so might be helpful, depend on your personality. So typically for a high achiever that I work with, I tend to tell them to do, to have one significant uh, task and have to be very specific. Like, um, okay, I'm gonna, uh, let's say I'm gonna write that email. 
or I'm gonna apply for two jobs for some reason, for example. Right. And as long as they accomplish that the next day, and that's good. They the whole day is free for them to do what they do. They can the whole day can be they can be wallowing the sadness or lay in bed all day. That's completely fine. Um, so just one that one significant task and and then give them the space to just feel it, to let let them process that kind of emotions because they don't want to just suppress it and don't want to deal with the sadness either. Um, it's okay to feel the sadness. The whole world is uh, is chaotic. So it's normal for us to not feeling great yeah. because we are all interconnected. And um, so it's, it's kind of normal and uh, just to feel that kind of sadness as long as it doesn't too debilitating that you cannot do anything, um, then that's you gonna need some help. Um, and then yeah, just focus on that present moment. Like, are you aware of what's going on? Um, are you aware of what you're feeling? And even though you're feeling like a hot mess, even though you're feeling like a sadness, <laughs> that's okay. As long as you have that awareness and right. good. And then just notice like what you can actually do and uh, just go with that baby step. Yeah, I really like that because I know a lot of people when they're feeling in the stages of depression, it's overwhelming to think of a, a daily to do list. So I like the idea of just being present and having one specific goal for the day, because then if you accomplish that one thing, it gives you a sense of achievement, which helps to make you feel a little bit better. Like, oh, I, I didn't fail because I didn't get these 10 things done on my list, but instead I had one thing on my list that I was gonna do and I accomplished it. So that makes me feel better that I've gotten it done. Yes, yes. And I caution, especially for overachiever, don't have a goal of uh, three things that I do. No, <laughs> only one thing and one very specific and small thing. It, you know that that one thing you know shouldn't shouldn't be like let me finish the project that should not be one thing <laughs> one thing gonna be just one action and what one action you're gonna do uh yeah don't if, if you have to do like two things or if you have to take three hours that's not one thing that's more than one thing yeah yeah i like the idea of slowing down because really i think that's a big part of it too so many of us are just go, 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 and we're so busy that it's important to be intentional about slowing down and taking your time and, and doing things, being present instead of just on autopilot. Yeah, I think um, this is a, like a, a fun musing, but I think because we terrible at slowing down, so the pandemic and the earth are forcing us to slow down. Right, Because exactly. we're rushing. Uh, we're going nowhere but I won't do so yeah. we are forcing to slow down yeah I think so too I absolutely believe that I think it definitely showed us a lot of things that we have to come together and work together and that we have to slow down and that a lot of things that we thought were important really weren't that important in the grand scheme of things so I think um cause a lot of people to focus on their health and, and how they're treating their bodies and how much time they're spending with their families. And so, yeah, I think even though we think of this thing as such a tragedy and there were a lot of good things that did come out of it in that respect. 
I think um, I think through the challenges, I think people hopefully can develop uh, not only gratefulness but appreciation for what they actually do have. Like mm-hmm. if they if they can walk around, if they can breathe normally, um, and even when you're depressed, but you do have certain kind of energy to actually enough to let's do a, like do a job or something like that, um, because they can look around and they see people that have. Uh, that got affected by long-term effect of COVID. Even mm-hmm. after they recover, they were so fatigued, they couldn't do anything. Um, so we cannot take our energy reserve, no matter how low it is, for yeah. granted anymore. And also we can appreciate the relationship that we have uh, because at the end of the day, it's not always, it's not like we can always travel to exotic places or even right. if we have a lot of money. Yeah. Um, it's really about uh, the relationship that we have in our life because we might not, we might not have them tomorrow or it might very be changed very significantly. So it's good to appreciate the people we have in our life. Yeah, and I think that it also pointed a lot to self-care as you were talking about, um, you know, personally myself, I have been um, dealing with my mom who's battling pancreatic cancer and she found out she had it. It was in June of last year, so a few months into the pandemic, and then we had to go through all of these medical treatments with her and then it seemed like it was getting better and then no, it's not. And then it just goes back and forth. Um, and so I started personally watching a, a documentary, The Truth About Cancer, just to try to get some more insight into like more holistic ways she could help heal her own body. And it was really interesting because the number one thing they said was if your immune system is compromised, like that's the only way you can get cancer because otherwise your body fights it off. So when we don't take care of ourselves, when we're not, you know, getting rest, going for walks every now and then when we can and and doing the self-care, we're more susceptible to become sick. So I think that's another thing that this sort of pointed out to us was we need to be taking better care of ourselves. Definitely, I think, I think uh, by slowing down or being forced to slow down, we have much more time to ourselves. Yeah. And uh, it's quite tragic if we spend all those time hating ourselves. Uh, is maybe we should spend those time and space to getting to know ourselves. Yeah, and I, I really like that you're allowing people to find inner peace through seeing how they th- think about themselves, because that really is the key, is your patterns of thinking and patterns of behavior that you've had. And most of us develop those when we're babies and toddlers and on up through our childhood. So it's really hard to work by yourself to change all of that, because for most of us, we don't even understand what it is that we're doing that's causing the the reactions that we're getting to things like why we're getting into these bad relationships why are we in jobs where we feel stuck and we feel like we're not living in our purpose and all of those things so it's important i think to work with someone i think that's so key because you can try to do all the work yourself and it's hard to do because you're not always going to see what you're doing and when you have someone who's a professional they can say oh yeah it's right here this is what you're doing 
it's all of these things. And this stems from when you were a child, like I know this ice because you I'm sure you see patterns that you immediately you recognize. Oh, yeah, I've seen this before. This is the stems from when something like this happened in childhood. So I think it's great that you work with people to help them go back and not only identify this is what I'm doing, because that's the one thing I always think counseling is great. But in a lot of cases, you get a lot of the identification of what's wrong and where that started, but not as much of how how do you fix it? Like, how do we make that better? Which I think working with coaches, for me personally, I can't speak for everyone, but for me personally, working with coaches is what helped give me the tools to change the way that I was behaving over and over again and to spot it easier and say, oh yeah, that's a pattern. Okay, that's something that I always do. So I need to change my behavior and stop doing that. And I, I love that you're doing that to help people because I think that was really super helpful for me. Yeah, I think uh, I think that was one of the strengths for me, especially uh, because I'm good in science. So I already have this analytical skill. So I enjoy analyzing things. Um, and then I also have I also read tarot professionally. And those two skills complement each other very well. So on one side, I tell you these, the actions and the practical things and your patterns and stuff. Uh, but on the other side, is it helps to, to feel more about the thing that, you know, not quite said. Um, maybe use some tarot reading to like, here for fun. And here yeah. there's no limit on what you want to be. Yeah, I love that too, because um, that's the same thing when I work with people too, and I do coaching is it's, it is a lot of like psychology and things that I've learned over the years, but a big part of it too is intuitive, very much intuitive and, you know, tapping into um, divine wisdom and, and helping them see like what's best for them in the future. And so that's interesting that you use tarot as well. I love that. Do you find a lot of your clients really like that when you use tarot with them? Um, I do use tarot toward like the end of my coaching of the, the program. So most people that when they already working with me, then they should have at least some interest or open for tarot reading. Um, I don't really have time to work with someone that very against it. Yeah. Like uh, I'm not the one you're looking for to work with <laughs> if you're really against tarot. So yeah, yeah, and I think um, I think a lot of people just question sometimes. At least this is what I hear all of the time is, um, well, isn't tarot of the devil or isn't this evil? And it's not. Um, but I think there's a lot of misconception out there when it comes to that, because certain religions will say that it's wrong or it's bad or it's evil. And I've had family members of mine who will say things like that. And I'll say, well, how can it be evil or bad if you're using it for good to help people and to give them information and, and to give them wisdom and insight. So I always like to think of it in that way. Yeah, um, I'm not here. Like I'm already in my job, like trying to help people change some of their opinions <laughs> about certain <laughs> things already to educate. Um, so in my spiritual coaching work, I'm not there to educate them to change the opinion. So 
they just really not, I'm not the one they're looking for. And I don't want to waste my time arguing with those. <laughs> it's very different with my own experience. Yeah. So I don't want to waste time with more arguing. <laughs> so. Yeah, yeah, no, I totally understand that. And I do understand what you're saying too, when you said that you only want to work with people who are ready to look at themselves and are open to looking at their own emotions and being emotionally aware, because that is super important because you can coach someone all day long. And if they're not willing to look at themselves and how they behave and to do it without shame, but if they, they can't look at themselves and say, this is how I've been behaving. You can't fix anything. You can't change it if you won't even identify it. Yeah, uh, because I we don't live their own life. We don't walk in the shoes. So like, unless they ready to open and tell you know like and tell us what happened in the past what happened to them and what did they do and what they actually think when they did these things then i have no way to help them like i cannot walk in your mind and extract those information out. you have to tell me so that's why there's that level of self-awareness and being open and honest to be ready to share um because um, any kind of healing journey, any kind of inner healing journey require a lot of vulnerability and also it's not sunshine and rainbow. It's going to be a lot of pain. Um, there's no way around it. You just have to face it because um, it's painful, you know, painful getting the trauma and painful to heal it. So right. it's, just, it's just a fact. Yeah. It is, but there's so much... Um... I think you feel so much better after you yeah you you definitely feel a lot more relief yeah and uh, a lot of relief and uh, it's like your burden you chipped away of it bit by bit so it get lighter uh, you know bit by bit Um, but yeah I mean don't expect miracle the next day but it does really help (laughs) it's really Yeah, and I think the one thing that um, I've noticed is in doing healing work is it's very helpful in allowing you to identify the behaviors that no longer serve you and the triggers you have so that when those things creep up again, you get a lot faster at recognizing it and changing the way that you react to something, which completely changes the outcome. I mean, it's like night and day when you realize, oh, this used to trigger me and I used to get so upset. And now it's just like, it's it's like, okay, that was a little bit of an annoying thing, but it didn't rock my world, so. Yeah, I think uh, most people don't know that was the whole goal of uh, coaching is for you to recognize your pattern and the trigger so you can choose differently the next time it happens. It's not about changing who you are and making you feel like a million bucks. Um, But the goal of coaching is to help them stand on their own two feet and really recognize their triggers and their patterns and uh, let them know that they have a choice so they can do it differently. Yeah, I love that because it's very much empowering. And I think a lot of people are looking for that because a lot of us um, have kind of relied on everyone else. If you were a people pleaser, you look to everyone else for how you should react or how you should be instead of going within and instead of standing in your own power and your own truth. And I think that's one of the most amazing things about coaching is that it helps you discover who you truly are again and who you were meant to be.
Yes. Um, yeah, a lot of, uh, I think most, all of my clients have always feel like improvement and all of their life have been changed for the better. And so that's why uh, some went on and actually got therapy to help them even further along. And um, that's have been very helpful. So I think any kind of, I think if people resonate with certain kind of message and um, like a mentor style of teaching or anything like that, it's worth looking into it, how to work with them. Because um, the sooner you do the work, you know, the, the further along you're going to be, the more advanced you're going to be. <laughs> yeah, and the much fuller your life can become too, you know? Yeah. So besides coaching, is there any other way that you work with people or do you have like uh, social media, people can follow you? What, what all do you offer for people? Um, so I only do uh, spiritual life coaching um, or unless they show up at the pharmacy I work at and <laughs> they also get my counseling um, for medication. Uh, but yeah, that's pretty much how they get a hold of me. Um, the only way to interact with me is uh, go through my website, spunkyspiritualist.com. And I do have a blog that actually people can submit questions anonymously. And um, that will be answered on the blog. So if people, you know, feel, um, I find a lot of people like it better to share without any of the information very anonymously so they can be more open to share. Sure. Um, so they can do that. Um, yeah, or I only have one social media, which is Facebook. It's under the same handle, Spunky Spiritualist. And that's it. I'm not present on any other places. So I like, I like quiet time for myself. <laughs> Well, I love the name of that spunky spiritualist. I love that. So we'll have the um, the link to your website and then to your Facebook page in the show notes if anyone wants to go there so that they can check out your blog or I love that you answer questions people have too. And that's a nice component that they can do it anonymously. So if anyone has questions or just wants to check it out and see maybe what other people have asked or what you're blogging about, they can go and do that. So yeah, that's that. a beautiful thing about anonymously. They cannot yeah. find out who it was. It's completely anonymous. So. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I always tell my students, you know, there's no stupid question ever. So if you are wondering about something, there's probably somebody else out there who also is thinking of the same question. So it's great that that empowers people to step forward and ask that question that they've been dying to ask, but too afraid to think they're going to look stupid. Yeah. I love that. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if anybody ever worked like even a few months in retail, you should know. <laughs> There's, uh, um, most of the time the spiritual questions are nowhere near the level of stupidity that I encounter. <laughs> so do not worry and ask away. Yeah, there's a guy on TikTok who is a pharmacist and he has these funny TikToks and all of the things that people say to him or ask him as a pharmacist. And I watch it and just crack up laughing because I think to myself, yeah, I think I've been behind that person in line before where they, you know, people will ask silly questions sometimes. But um, yeah, so that's great. So I always like to, before we end the show, ask our guests to leave our listeners with a little piece of wisdom that they can take with them for the day. So what words of wisdom do you have for our listeners today? 
Um, so if anybody wants to start their own uh, inner healing journey, uh, we all should because it's necessary. We all damage in some ways, so we should start really ourselves. And uh, the most three, uh, most important three characteristics that I hope everybody take on is honesty, courage, and curiosity. So um, the the honesty and courage go hand in hand because you need courage to be honest and vice versa um also for curiosity is very important i hope people uh figure out what their joys are and uh, be curious and be open to possibility uh, before shutting down try it try for fun and then see where it leads you i love that that's an awesome piece of advice and very very much true that we need to be able to be honest with ourselves to really have the courage to look at the way that we have been behaving in our relationships and in life in general. And then the curiosity to say, what would happen if I did things differently? So I love that beautiful piece of advice. And you're so right, everyone is damaged. You're not gonna escape life without being damaged somehow. So, so I love that, just admit that we're all damaged. Nobody needs to feel ashamed or embarrassed about that. It just, we just all are. So having the courage to admit that and seek out the help that you so richly deserve and it's gonna make you feel better. So thank you so much for this wonderful conversation and for all of those lovely nuggets of wisdom today. Thank you, Melissa, for having me on today. Yes, I wanna thank you so much and thank you all of you out there who are listening. If you like this podcast, please subscribe, please leave a positive review from wherever you're listening. And as always, if you follow me on social media, I go live Mondays on Facebook at 630 where I do a free card reading. If you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And if you want to work with me, you can go to my website, melissaoatman.com. There you'll see all the ways you can work with me, or you can book a free discovery call just to see how I might best serve you. I hope you guys are having a beautiful day from wherever you're listening. Don't forget, if you like this podcast, you can also listen to it five days a week if you join me over on Patreon. The link is in the show notes. I am sending you guys so much love and light, and I will talk to you soon. Bye, guys.